You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. And you know what? I am a happy Doc Holliday. For everybody who isn't familiar with my background, if you've been listening long enough, you should know that I'm from Memphis. I'm from big old Memphis. I'm from big Memphis. And I'm recording this episode happy, happy early on a Thursday morning, late on a Wednesday night, however you want to look at it, because I just left FedEx Forum where the Memphis Grizzlies play, where the Memphis Grizzlies just playing, just finished playing the Golden State Warriors in game five of their Western Conference playoff series, the series the Grizzlies were trailing three games to one. Golden State was trying to close out the series here in Memphis, in our hometown, in FedEx Forum. And uh, all we just saw was the thorough, absolute, punishing, ass-whooping, beatdown of the Memphis Grizzlies over the Golden State Warriors at FedEx Forum. The final score, 134. Memphis Grizzlies, the Golden State Warriors, 95. And when I tell you this was a thorough, thorough ass-whooping from the opening tip to the final buzzer, biggest margin of victory in Grizzlies playoff history, won by 39 points. And when I tell you this game, the Grizzlies won by 39 points, but the game wasn't even this close. At one point, the Grizzlies were up 55 points. Let me repeat myself. The Grizzlies at one point was up 55 points over the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And yes, all three of them played. And all three of them took this ass whooping. And the Grizzlies came out and balled out. For the second straight game, they were playing, they were playing without all-star guard. John Morant, who set out with the bruised knee, and he's out for the rest of the postseason if the Grizzlies' postseason continues past this series and on to the six, game six and game seven. So playing without John Morant, the Grizzlies put together one of their most impressive wins. I have to say their in, in most impressive win of the season because the playoff game, coming back to the house, facing elimination, Win or keep your ass at home against a team with, like they call it, championship DNA. Against a team that have they that won three championships with uh, Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And the Grizzlies did not back down. The Grizzlies played with some confidence. They played with some toughness. They played as a team. They played like a championship team. They played like a team with players on that team with championship DNA. And all I can say, the best way I can describe it was an ass whooping. Draymond Green said the same thing. They got their ass whooping. That's exactly what it was. Now, the Warriors came into this ball game feeling extremely confident. They got away with a W in game four to go up three games to one. They knew John Morant wasn't going to play in game five. So I I don't know what their mindset was, but I know they were feeling confident because Steph Curry had the nerve to say, when he was being interviewed by a reporter before the game, I think the reporter asked Steph Curry, what are y'all planning on doing in game five? And Steph Curry said, whoop that trick. 
Now, for people that don't know, that's the Memphis Grizzlies. That's the city of Memphis. Rally cry. That's our theme song. Whoop that trick. If you don't, don't know anything about the movie Hustle and Flow, that song is from the movie Hustle and Flow. Craig Brewer, Memphis filmmaker. The movie was filmed in Memphis. And that's how, that's what we play every home game, especially when we winning. When we know we're about to win, we play whoop that trick. Because cats get, tricks get whooped. So Steph Curry said, what are y'all about to do today, Steph Curry? He said, whoop that trick. Now, my whole thing is that I like you, Steph. I like you, Steph Curry. You're an outstanding player. You're the best three-point shooter, the best outside shooter who's ever played the game. And I like watching you play. But a lot of times, you got to watch what you say. Memphis take whoop that trick seriously. The Grizzlies take whoop, Grizzlies take whoop that trick seriously. So when you say you're going to whoop that trick, you said it in a pregame interview on, on the day of the game, but that's how fast it got around. So all the Grizzlies commenced to doing was whooping that trick. And the trick was you, Steph Curry. And the trick was you, Draymond. And the trick was you, Clay. And the tricks were you, Golden State. Because the Grizzlies dominated you all in damn near every category. When I say this game wasn't close, this game was not close. The Grizzlies scored 77 points in the first quarter, most in franchise postseason history. 77 points in the first quarter. And playing without Ja, they got a team effort. Because when Ja doesn't play, the rest of the Grizzlies understand they have to play together as a unit because they don't have their superstar. And they play together as a unit. Now, going into this ball game and in this series period, even with or without Ja, Grizz Nation, Grizzlies coaches, Grizzlies fans know they need more out of Jaron Jackson Jr. And Jaron Jackson Jr. gave the Grizzlies more. He came out aggressive. Immediately went to the paint early in the game. And he's like, he's mastered that little mini hook, that mini left-handed jump hook. He knocked down a couple of those in the paint. And Jaron had an outstanding game, 21 points, eight rebounds. He goes six of 10 from the field, four of six from three-point range, and he only took six, 10 shots. And those 10 shots were good shots. He, was, he didn't force anything. He played under control. And he played extremely well. Tyus Jones filling in for an injured John Moran. Just solid. 21 points, nine assists. I don't even think he had any turnovers. This is starting point guard now. Backup point guard, 21 points, eight rebounds. Now, 21 points, nine assists. No turnovers for Tyus Jones, Stones Jones. He goes eight, eight of 12 from the field. He, knocked, he goes four of seven from three-point range, and he knocked down some huge threes, timely threes, some trick-whooping threes. And the Grizzlies got a good game out of Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain moving around better than he has this entire series. Desmond Bain been bothered by a back, but he did not play like he was bothered by his back in game five. He moved around better than I've seen him move around this series, and it paid off. 21 points for him. So Desmond Bain had 21 points. Tyus Jones had 21 points. Jaron Jackson had 21 points. So between the three of them, that's 63 points. And Desmond, very efficient from the field of way as well. 
He goes six of 12 from the field, four of six of three-point range. So the Grizzlies' new big three, taking Ja out of the equation, stepped up huge. All of them shooting extremely well from the field and taking good shots. And Steven Adams being an absolute presence, being an absolute beast in the paint. Steven Adams, seven points, which the Grizzlies don't count on Steven Adams to score points. Seven points for Steven Adams, but what he does his work is in the paint. Where he does his work is on the boards, and he did his work on the boards. Steven Adams finished with 13 rebounds, but six of those rebounds were offensive rebounds. One trip down the court, I think Steven Adams had got about three offensive rebounds. The Grizzlies were the bigger squad, and they took advantage of that. They took advantage of that. Steven Adams, bigger than anybody, more physical than anybody on Golden State's team because they like to play small. They like to play their big man as Draymond Green. And Steven Adams is at least three or four inches taller than Draymond Green and heavier. And he's no match. Steven Adams, a, a big reason why the Grizzlies dominated in the paint. 13 rebounds for Steven Adams. Six offensive rebounds, as I said. Grizzlies dominate points in the paint. 50 points in the paint for the Grizzlies, just 36 points in the paint for Golden State. 55 rebounds for the Grizzlies, just 37 rebounds for Golden State. That's when I say it was an absolute beatdown, and the Grizzlies were extremely aggressive on defense, getting in the passing lanes, getting their hands on passes, and just being thievish. In the M, we like to call it roguish. If somebody call you roguish, that means you like to steal. So the Grizzlies were extremely roguish. They had 12 steals. Warriors only got three. Grizzlies did a great job of taking care of the basketball, too. Just 10 turnovers. They forced 22 Golden State Warriors turnovers. And off those turnovers, the Grizzlies get 29 points off the turnovers. And it was just one of those games. Hard to believe that a team like Golden State would come out and be down 55 points to anybody, even in a preseason game. You would be shocked if Golden State gets down 55 points. You would be even more shocked during the regular season, if the Golden State Warriors got down by 55 points with Steph, Clay, and Draymond all three playing. So you super shocked to see them get down 55 points, not only in a playoff game, but in a game they can close out in a closeout game. A game they could have closed the series out, won four games to one, and went back to the crib and relaxed. Now they're going back to the crib and getting ready for a game six. Because what we, what we say here in, in Memphis as well, they got their ass to out the frame. And Steph Curry, as I said, I like you, but I like you, partner. But you should have never said y'all was going to whoop that trick. And if you did, you got to come out and have an outstanding game and an outstanding game you did not have. Steph Curry finishes with just 14 points. Took 10 shots. He only hit four of them. Took eight threes. He only hit three of those. Your partner in crime, Clay Thompson, your splash brother had a good game. Nine points. He only uh, 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 heaved up 12 shots. He goes 7 to 12 from the field. Shoots 50% from three-point range, three of six and three. And Draymond Green, with all the noise you talk, 5.7 rebounds for you. But you're not really a scorer anymore. You like to facilitate. Jordan Poole, that big-time bench guy, three points. One of six from the field, 
One of three from three-point range. So Jordan Poole wasn't even looking for a shot. Because the Grizzlies was in their chest. The Grizzlies was all up in them. Now, during the course of the game, so of course Steph said we're gonna, he was gonna, they were gonna whoop that trick. So of course the Grizzlies had to play whoop that trick, but the only time they play whoop that trick is when they're about to win or what they're or if they're up. So the Grizzlies were up big in the fourth quarter. So of course, the song comes on. Whoop that trick. Now you would think Golden State would be sitting on the sideline, not, you know, not in a slumber, but you know, feeling kind of humble. Because they was getting their ass whooped. But now, in the midst of the ass whooping, when whoop that trick came on, Draymond Green was throwing his, throwing his rally towel around the Grizzlies, the rally towel, pretty much dancing on the floor. And Steph Curry was laughing. While whoop that trick was being played in FedEx form on the Grizzlies' home court. And his team was getting beat down. Now, my whole thing, okay. You want to keep a positive attitude and keep it kind of light. But to me, that shows, an, that shows an even more lack of respect. That shows even more overconfidence. Because y'all like, okay, this is pretty much a one-off. Y'all going to beat us, but we got this series. We, 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 we feel comfortable about winning this series. To me, it's even more disrespectful for Dr Draymond Green to be swinging that towel around and jumping up and down and pretty much dancing to whoop that trick in the midst of them tricks getting whooped. And Steph Curry laughing about it. Now, if I was Golden State Warriors fans, I don't know how I would feel, but those guys, have, they've accumulated enough goodwill to where Golden State fans ain't tripping. But in the midst of getting your ass whoop you up, laughing and joking and playing around and messing with the, the other crowd that's playing whoop that trick, and y'all the tricks getting whooped, because they got whooped. And if you wasn't in FedEx form, you missed the atmosphere. If you've never been to Memphis before, especially to a Memphis sporting event, a Memphis Grizzlies game, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Because the atmosphere during a Memphis game when they're playing well is unlike any other atmosphere in the NBA. Probably like unlike any other atmosphere in professional sports. Because Memphis take pride in their city. They take specific pride in their sports sporting team. And the Grizzlies are one of them. And Scott Van Pelt on ESPN Sports Center said it best. He understands. Memphis is like his own nation. I've been saying that for years, and it's the truth. Memphis, have, we, we, Memphis, we have our own culture. Pretty much got our own language. We got our own swag. We got our own personality that's unique to anywhere else you go. And when you come to Memphis, and come to a Grizzlies game, you hearing that street rap. Whoop that trick. And it's a great atmosphere. And it was a great atmosphere in there. And give it to Golden State. They took that ass whooping with their heads up because they had to admit they just got their heads beat in. Grizzlies were aggressive. They played with energy. They played with confidence. They shot the ball well. They shared the basketball. They played team ball. And they played with some pride. They did not want to get closed out on their home court, and they did. And it was extremely impressive. Job was in street clothes, iced out. 
cheering his squad on. And his squad delivered. His squad delivered big time. Zaire Williams had a good game. Dylan Brooks bounced back from an awful game. Game four, where he went like five and 19, and it's the 19 shots he took. And the timing of those shots, the horrible shots, he came back because he took, Dylan Brooks took a beating it's on social media from Grizzlies fans because of how poorly he played in game four. A lot of Grizzlies fans wanted to blame the whole loss on him when it wasn't his loss. It wasn't his uh, fault completely. He had a lot to do with it, but it, it wasn't his fault completely. But Dylan Brooks showed up. Grizzlies fans showed up and paid Dylan Brooks the proper respect, cheered for him, pulled for him like they're supposed to because he's a hometown player. Dylan Brooks came out, good attitude, didn't shoot the ball well again, just 12 points, one for four for three-point range, five for 13 from the field, but he was out there. He didn't take any bad shots. Well, maybe he maybe took one, one or two. But overall, his shot selection was much better. The timing of his shots were much better. He wasn't shooting us out the game, but the Grizzlies shot Golden State totally out the game. And it was just a very, very impressive beatdown. It's an impress impressive beatdown. But of course, once you turn on the national media, especially inside the NBA, they really want to talk about how poorly Golden State played, not how well Memphis played. And Shaq said he guaranteed that Golden State going to beat them boys by 30 in game six. His words now. So Shaq said Golden State going to beat the Grizzlies by 30 points in game, by at least 30 points in game six. Then he said, let's go Golden State. So he's not hiding who he's, who he's pulling for. But it's cool. It's cool. Just like that beatdown was cool. 134 to 95. The Grizzlies playing one of the best games offensively, just complete games I've ever seen them play. And it couldn't happen against the bet. Yeah, it could have happened. Well, I would say against the Clippers, but we don't really dislike them as much anymore. That Chris Paul number is gone. And Blake Griffin is gone. DeAndre Jordan. They really not the rivals anymore. Now it's Golden State. Because there's been a lot of nasty things been going, been said and tweeted back and forth and said back and forth on social media ever since this series started. And let me say this, let me say this again. This is just sports, people. Grizz Nation. This is just sports. Dub Nation. This is just sports. Calm down. Let's stop all the nastiness. Stop all the hateful words. Stop all of this. It's just sports. It's entertainment. Because I play pro football. I play pro sports. Pro athletes don't even get caught up in it this much. Pro athletes don't even, feelings don't be, be this hurt world don't be this messed up after losses. We keep it pushing. But a lot of fans, their whole world be messed up for a week or however long until the next game. So chill out. Chill out. It's just sports. All love, Dub Nation. All love, Grizz Nation. We can friendly trash talk. That's a part of it, but let's keep it there, man. All that nasty stuff we'll be saying to one another, tweeting out to one another and all the threats, man. It ain't that serious. Stop it. Let's just have fun talking trash. But great win by the Grizzlies. Let me say it again. The Grizzlies win game five, 
135 to 95, 134 to 95. The Warriors still lead the series three games to two. Now they get a chance to close it out at home Friday if they can get past the Grizzlies. Because the Grizzlies playing with some confidence and have some momentum now. Because the Grizzlies should have won game four. They led that game for 47 minutes and lost the lead in the last minute. They thoroughly beat them in game five, and the Grizzlies should have won game one. So this actually flip-flopped for the Grizzlies like it was in Minnesota. In the Grizzlies' first-round playoff series against Minnesota, the Grizzlies won the series, but they lost the series, which means they didn't play well. Minnesota outplayed the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies won the playoff series, even though they lost the playoff series by how they played. So right here, the Grizzlies playing, been playing better in winning the series against Golden State, but they're losing the series as far as three games to two. Now, that was a blowout. The other game that was played before the Grizzlies and Warriors played, the Bucs and the Celtics was not a blowout. That was a great game. That was a great game. Milwaukee, Boston, well, I mean, Boston went back home with that series tied two games apiece. With some momentum winning the last game thinking that they're going to go into game five and take care of Milwaukee and go up three games to two. And a lot of people on television pick Boston to beat Milwaukee in game five. But Giannis Antetokounmpo said to hell with that. The Bucs win a game, and, I mean, it was a good one, 110 to 107, close game. And the Bucs had to come back. They were down 14 points in the fourth quarter. They erased a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit thanks to that dude, the, Niger the new Nigerian nightmare. Y'all call him the Greek freak, but the new Nigerian nightmare, Giannis Antetokounmpo, was unstoppable once again. Giannis goes for 40 points, 11 rebounds. He goes 16 of 27 from the field. Well over 50% shooting from the field. Knocked down some huge... Outside jump shots, but he gets to the rack. He gets to the rack every chance, he, anytime he wants to. He bullies people. He gets to the rack anytime he wants to, and he's a handful. I mean, Boston just doesn't have any one person that can guard him. But no one in the NBA has any one person that can guard Giannis because he's so big and he's so strong, and he balled out. But this time, he got some help. Point guard Drew Holiday, 24 points, but he didn't shoot well. But he did have eight rebounds. He did have eight assists. But his biggest plays of the game was two late defensive stops against Marcus Smart that helped seal this deal. He had a huge block on Marcus Smart. Smart, Marcus Smart, Smart going for a bucket. Drew Holiday comes out of nowhere. It was a, it was a, it was a steal block. Or a block steal, took it out of the air, then threw it off Marcus Smart. And the Bucs got a big offensive rebound put back from Bobby Porter's late to give him a one point lead. And Drew Holiday coming up with two huge stops because after that steal block he had, Marcus Smart was trying to run up the court, trying to get a shot off to tie it up. He had Jason Tatum wide open. That's what we should have been looking for because Jason Tatum was just absolutely hooping. 34 points, even though he didn't shoot well. 
but he had 34 points, and he's the guy you want to look for. Or Jalen Brown, who had 26 points, but Marcus Smart flying up the court, and Drew Holiday just took it from him. So we got a steal block on Marcus Smart. Then Marcus Smart, Smart driving it up the court, and Drew Holiday just took it from him. Sealed the win, 110 to 107. Now Milwaukee is up three games to two with the series going back to Milwaukee. And Milwaukee has a chance to shut it down. But it was a good game. Milwaukee stepped up. Giannis stepped up. Stepped up like he always does. This was his best shooting, best shooting game of this series. 16 to 27. And just the way he plays, man. I just like watching him play. Even though Al Horford dunked on him and flushed on him and uh, uh, kind of embarrassed him the last game. Giannis just gets up and he just keeps coming at you. And he's hard to deal with. He is hard to deal with. And if that outside jumper ever becomes consistent, oh my gosh, it's going to be a scary situation. But he's the new Nigerian nightmare. But it was really a good game. Jalen Brown was hooping. 26 points, eight rebounds, six assists for him. As I said, Jason Tatum, 34 points, but he didn't shoot. He took 29 shots. He only hit 12. He jacked up 11 threes. He only hit two of them, so he didn't have a good shooting night. But Jason Tatum has the capabilities to hit a game winner. Jason Tatum has the capability to take over a ball game. Oh, he had a nice little dunk, too. He just yammed. Oh, my gosh, he was so pretty. Aggressive yam. And the Bucs doing all this, still playing shorthanded without their second-best player, Chris Middleton, who's still out. Giannis acts to do a lot. Giannis does a lot. But he got some help. He needed some help from Drew Holiday. He got some help. Needed some help from Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis gave him some help. Came up big when they needed him to. And that offensive glass and that offensive rebound he got and put back to put them on, on the lead, uh, put them in the lead. It's because Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, both of them trying to grab the offensive rebound, and neither one of them got it. Went right back to Bobby Portis. He get, puts it off the glass, and Milwaukee got the lead. And that's it. 110-107. So great, great basketball. Great basketball. And in college sports, I want to talk about something real quick that's just pissing me off uh, Saw a story that the Delaware State women's lacrosse team, Delaware State is an HBCU. So the lacrosse team is full of magically melanated, a.k.a. black young women. Were on their way back from a three-game road trip. And they were right outside Savannah, Georgia. And they got pulled over by the Link, I think the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department. Right outside of Savannah, Georgia. Bus full of magically melanated, a.k.a. black girls. Delaware State Women's Lacrosse, HBCU. Magically melanated man driving, a.k.a. black man driving. Sheriff's deputy said he pulled him over because he was traveling in the left lane. Okay. So, asked him to get out, according to the report. But he ended up calling, uh, ended up being four cars to come, four officers to come, a canine unit. No probable cause, just because you said he was driving in the left lane. And had all their belongings searched as if they was transporting drugs or something. 
And this is the kind of racial profile, and this is the kind of things that magically melanated people in America have to deal with. And if you're not black, you cannot understand our everyday life. You cannot. So please don't make comments and saying, well, they just know this is what we have to deal with all the time is what you call drive. If you ever heard the term driving while black, that's suspicious to police, to a lot of police officers. And it's the truth. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I don't like to be called black before the second conversation. That's why I'm saying it. But I don't like to be called because I'm not black. Black is a color. Black isn't a country. But for the sake of conversation, that's what we have to deal with. So I'm hoping and I'm calling for the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department to be investigated. Because there was no cause for that. Those young black girls on that bus with the black man driving. And they have to go through that. Being stopped on the side of the highway. With dogs searching them, sniffing all through their belongings. Law enforcement officers going all through their personal belongings. Looking for something. And it's wrong. And I hope I hope that sheriff's department gets investigated. And I'm tired of it. I am. So I'm calling for the Lincoln County Sheriff's Department to get investigated the way they treated the Delaware State Women's Lacrosse Team, HBCU, Historically Black College, Black College University. But I want to end it once again with the Grizzlies putting this beat down on Golden State. I'm going to say the score one more time. 134 to 95, Grizzlies won by 39 points. Forcing a game six in San Francisco Friday. So we shall see. We shall see. And Steph, don't say whoop that trick again now. You better, you better quote some E-40 or something. He from Oakland. Stay on that West Coast rap. Leave that Memphis rap out your mouth because you, 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 uh, uh, you activate a whole different level, a whole different mode of Memphis Grizzly when you, when you say that. You activate a whole different mode of Memphians when you mock us. So don't mock us, Steph. I like you, bro. I like you. But that's going to do it for another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports. In this case, since I'm by myself, I talk sports because we know sports. In this case, since I'm by myself because I know sports, I'm out. <laughs>